I'm Stacy. My name is Oha. Hi, Oha. <laughs> oh, I'm so excited. Uh, nobody can see this, but that's like a big cheese cheese acid. How do you cheese say acid? that? Uh, shit eating grin. Shit ass eating grin. I just I made that ass, ass part up. No, no, no. It's sh- shit eating grin. Sheet. That's what shit you eating grin. Mm-hmm. I like that. That's what I had. That's like a thing. I'm very stoked. Um, I got some alone time last night. Yeah. What'd you do? Did I you just. Masturbate? I, no, I, you know what? I didn't even masturbate. Yeah. I laid in my bed by myself and just pondered my apartment, my existence, mm-hmm. my lack of animals. It was it was not in a bad way. I was just kind of really happy to just be in like inert, mm-hmm. like with no thoughts. It was just awesome. It was great. You watch TV though, right? No. I literally oh. just laid in bed and thought about dumb shit. Mm. And then I went on to have magical, mystical dreams, uh, sexual ones. Oh. Um, and it was very, it was tender sex dreams. Oh, so that's nice. You like those though. Yeah, hey, yeah. The other day I woke up and I was like, what the fuck? Why am I wet? Right? Like <laughs> turned on wet, um, ovulating. So it was like, you know, discharge or whatever. But oh, I was just, like, did I have a sex dream? Why am I wet? And my boyfriend was just like, oh, are you horny? I'm like, no, I don't think so. It was just discharge just discharge your ovulation i thought it was wet so i, I don't sexy. understand ovulation very well like i know what happens at a certain time mm-hmm. your eggs go into a certain area mm-hmm. where they can then meet the sperm mm-hmm. and then the baby happens but then they descend into your uterus so and then the baby starts forming in there no, no 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 so your you your egg goes from your ovary down your fallopian tube into your uterus where it meets the sperm and then attaches to the wall of the uterus Oh, if it doesn't meet a sperm, then it goes out with your uterine lining. And that's why you have a period. It's amazing. It's just, it's why aren't we, how did you not know that all women should just be the president because we know single, because we go through that. Yeah. Um, I do think there's times when I'm like passing a clot and I'm in so much pain from my period. It's so horrible. And I think, how did I get through that? Like I do that every month for seven days. I have a strong ass period and my boyfriend or any man I know when they have like a hangnail, they're like, I can't go to work and they lay in bed. Yeah. It's a rough situation. I honestly, I, sometimes I feel like cramps are, I told you this, but I feel like my torso and my legs are trying to slowly separate from each other. Mm -hmm. Just somehow they do. I, I equate it to like, if you just put like a cooked chicken breast in water, you know, and it starts like losing all that kind of like it starts fraying at the tips of it. That's have, what the inside of my body feels like. I have no Visuals. idea what that's like. <laughs> uh, okay. I get that. Except mine would be more from like the inside, like my vagina is being pulled apart, but I get the, your body tearing apart. Yeah. <clears throat> so what I'm saying is you men know nothing about pain. You well, weak ass motherfuckers. Yeah. Well, you know, if they wear skirts, people call them gay. That's really hard too, you know. <sighs> okay. Yeah, it's really hard, Stacy. They're in a sure. tiny little box. It's hard to get out of that box. We're all in tiny. Do little you believe boxes. that? Do you believe in that? Like, uh... well, I think that it's it's inherently like it's it's sexist because it's still like 
against women in some way. You know what I mean? To be yeah. gay or to be Because feminine. if they're wearing a skirt, it's feminine. That's worse. Exactly. But still, I think the idea that uh, men who express themselves are considered gay and that that's the worst thing. I mean, that's a rough fucking job, too. You know what I mean? That's a, that's a rough end of the deal as well. I'm not trying to compare sufferings or whatever because I think that's useless, but there's there's still a sense of like, you know, I, I hope that they can get to be as queer and as expressive as they'd like to be. Yeah, but what if they're not gay? Why can't a straight guy just be like, fucking who cares? You think, like, when people are like, oh, you're, what are you, gay? Then why doesn't the straight kid go like, okay, what if I was? Who cares? That's why you got, we got to get to that. We're getting to it. If know? I had a son, I would teach him to be like, yeah, and I'm going to suck your dick. Like, oh, that, that's really good. That person, I bet, will never talk to him again. <laughs> or maybe so he will. Let me suck your dick. <laughs> Oh, um, God, okay. I, yeah, I love that. So we do have a guest here. So um, excited. This is our uh, first, guys. <clears throat> this is a first, second time. Yeah. Um, we've already had this guest on. You already listened to her last night. I told somebody that we were going to record you, and she goes, "Oh, I've heard her." Like, so if you listen, you've already heard her. Stand-up comedian, beekeeper, sexy bitch. She made me say that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Emma Arnold. Hey, I'm actually ovulating right now, guys. Oh, are you? Real, mm-hmm. How you, is it different? Do you feel the difference? Yeah, I can always tell. I get like the day of it. I get like kind of mini cramps mm-hmm. where I can feel that on one side where it's like, I'm coming out. That's where the egg is coming yeah. from. Sometimes you can feel which. And then, yeah, like, I get all, I get all sexy goopy and then I'm all, and then I'm like, Every man in uniform doesn't matter what kind I see. I'm like, we should have a baby. You should. We should make seven babies together. Don't you think this is weird? So that is the time when you ovulate because you discharge. Women at home can tell when they ovulate. They should be able to tell because you got the like yogurt in your panties, guys. Like you're, it's gross down there. Oh, I don't get yogurty. Well, it's but you. It's I hear discharge. Yeah, you can do. You can actually do the mucus I get test lip gloss. to tell when yeah, you're. Sure, you loving this, Alex? Mucus test between your fingers, a little pinchy. It's like a. It's like more than just a normal day, right? Yeah. So, um, you. That is the sexiest time. You put off like a, mm-hmm. a glow. Guys want to make babies with you. You want to make babies, but it's the most disgusting time down there. <laughs> Why is that like? Guys' dicks get better looking when they're hard. When they're gonna make a, they're gonna put a baby in you. There's like hard, and they're gonna do that. But your vagina is it at its worst. No, I, I think, I think that that's just a like something we feel because like, I think for men they're the the goopier the better. You know, really? they're like yeah, like even I've been you know sexting with a dude before, and he'd be like you know take a picture of yourself masturbating, and I'd be like. Yeah, and he'd be like, and make sure I can see how wet you are. And I'm like, that's, I don't. You, you have know. to shine a light onto it's it so, so you can see the gloss. And like, I've taken that picture before, and then I'm like, I'm not sending that to anybody ever. It's all like, yeah. nope, nobody's yeah. going to, nobody's seeing that. But like, I think for men that is, it's, it's, it's a turn on. So. Yeah, they do. I guess, but I wonder how, I've never seen it as it comes out. I just see like what is left on my underwear. But <laughs> like, I wonder, maybe it does look good. Maybe, I don't know. Callers, call in. Call in. Think? It looks the good. Podcast. I have sent that picture. I've sent the like the, wet. Yeah, you just put your hand on the, the faucet, slimy, the slimy, slimy. Tell. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I'm kidding. No. I didn't do it. If you're listening, <laughs> I didn't. That was real. I just you did that for me. Started sexting a little bit for the very first Aww. time in like the last Welcome. like month. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been very interesting. I definitely I get the messages at work a lot, so I'm like, <laughs> I see a little Snapchat, and I'm literally like. Like my my very gut reaction is as if somebody scared the shit out of me at a, like in a horror movie. I go, oh, 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 I get real like jumpy and then my adrenaline surges and then I calm back down. And then I'm like, I don't know if I suppose like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. So I then like. There's a lot of instruction giving, I guess. Oh, to sexting. you? They give? To you or... F- and back and forth. You oh, know? yeah. We're both telling each this. other what to do. Like, yeah. Sexting is it. mostly just being bossy. Yeah. Like, <laughs> in a sexy way. Yeah. Um, wait, do you get turned on from sexting? Uh, yeah. I mean, I get turned on from somebody that I like talking about sex w- with each other, you uh-huh. know? Sexting is. So, yeah, I get turned on by it. I Definitely when I'm at work, I have to, like, calculate responses and, like decide mm-hmm. to think about it later or like you know oh i've got to send an email to this woman who needs to come interview but also vaginas you know uh-huh. like it's a it's a you're on like one rail and you gotta bump back onto the other one mm-hmm. but if i'm like it by myself at my house it's game love it yeah are you turned on my sex name? it's my favorite yeah. i love it i love sexy too Tons. well your boyfriend is it boyfriend yeah okay okay yeah. I thought maybe y'all were engaged because the ring on your finger. No, actually, this is a $7 ring from Old Navy. <sighs> and I wear it on the road so that I get hit on slightly less. It seems to work with like a certain kind of dude sitting next to me on an airplane. We'll be like, oh, you looks like somebody already owns you. So I'm just going to read my newspaper. Yeah, somebody, a couple, Jackie Cation actually was like, you need to start wearing a ring because I was complaining to her about getting hit on a lot. And she was like, wear a ring. It really does help. So uh, no, we're not engaged. Um, he's into it. He wants to get married. I'm not quite there yet. So, yeah. okay. So, uh, will he sex? Yeah, he's great. That's he's good. phenomenal at it and real dirty. Like he'll get real deep into it. Oh, I love that. And, yeah. And what about pictures? Yeah, he'll do pictures and Are videos. You, and y'all have kids in your house. Are you not scared that they're gonna find these pictures? They well, they're just we it. Snapchat them. So we just oh. Snapchat back and forth. We just send each other <laughs> disgusting shit on Snapchat. It's perfect. It is perfect. It is really perfect. There's something, I think there's something, maybe just for me, but there's a, there's a, okay, so when you're actually fucking, like, there's a sensory overload, right? And sometimes you stop feeling certain things because there's too many things that are feeling Mm -hmm. at the same time. With sexting, it's like, you're inert, right? You're just, Mm -hmm. like, in a separate space. So it's all in your brain. It's all about, like, what you fantasize. So it's always the best possible version Mm -hmm. of that act. It's like reading a book opposed to watching a movie or being in the fucking monster movie, you know? There's just all the spaces are filled by your personal very best. Yeah. And I, because I used to write erotica, so I'm, like, a top-notch professional sexter. (laughs) Oh, my God. Getting a sex for me, you know? I would love to hear that. You should start an app where you would sex I, for people. I should do that. Oh, yeah. I'd be, that'd be amazing. I'm going to do that. That what could you, work. Yeah. What kind of, what are your best, like, what's your go-to sexting moves that are just like what you think is just sexting for what I do, slam dunk. Yeah. Well, you know, I always do a little of the, you know, cause we do a lot of the BDSM stuff. So I'll always start out like a little light with that, especially when I know he's at work, <laughs> you know, so I'll send something like a little too dirty and then and then kind of continue to escalate that like in a I think I think giving someone a tease when you know that they can't really do anything about it I always enjoy that a lot that's what yeah that's yeah, like what uh, you're getting that's what I'm getting mm-hmm. I'm like oh, God, oh. <laughs> <laughs> <Jesus>. <laughs> I love 
love that. Just out loud is what I sound like at my office. Just so <laughs> awful. Like, yeah. Somebody wants to share their genitals with oh, me. Oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> so give them a little tease. What else? Um, I I typically you know because we do a lot of spanking and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. I'll I'll send you know pictures of me in like panties and then be like, I do my you know just ridiculous cheesy like. Oh, I'm, I wish I was over your knee right now, type stuff. You know, <laughs> this is dirty That's stuff. So I have nice. never been over a guy's knee. No, I think it would like look at me. We would crush that. <laughs> yeah. It'd be a very difficult physical thing. To yeah. I'd be like, "How tall are you? How long are your legs?" Like, if not, it just looks like I'm swallowing you. Like, yeah. <laughs> it just takes up too much. No, I think you're wrong. I, I watch a lot of spanking porn involving bigger mm-hmm. girls, and you look great over a knee. You look fantastic oh, over a knee. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so just, I watched this thing. It's just kind of different, but it's like this BDSM thing. Have you heard of tickling? Oh my God, I'm obsessed with tickling. No one will let me do it, but I would be so good at it. I really? would be... Because, like, you, have you heard of, like, there's professional ticklers? Because I, I watched what the I documentary do about it. Yes. I haven't watched it Oh my yet. gosh. I need to watch I'm it. I'm obsessed. Yeah. Um, I... Yes, it, it, Tickled is such a good documentary, but I didn't know that this was real. So I haven't looked it up. Yeah. You should look it up. Well, I so I have a friend who, a comedian, I won't say who, but uh, a man. And one time we were we were um, traveling together and I was just joking around in the car and I like reached over and tickled him and he was like, don't ever do that to me again. Which I get because like I, I was an abused kid and I also don't like to be touched mm-hmm. randomly. So I was like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And he was like, no, it's a huge turn on for me. He's like, like. I'm chubbed hard right now. Like, don't ever tickle me. Oh my God. It's super inappropriate. And it's basically like you gave him a single pump of a hand. Oh, job for sure. Yeah, it, that's exactly. Exactly. And he was oh like, I'm, God. I'm hard right now. And he's like, I'm sorry to tell you that, but he's like, never tickle me again. And I was like, super, it's like a domination thing. And I was totally like, Oh, now I totally want to tickle this person. Like I was totally, cause he's like, so he explained it to me in this long car ride the how like it's this you know it's like he hates it but loves it it's very bdsm mm. in that way like it's like a hate love thing where it's like too much sensory stuff and yeah. it's like overpowering and i was like oh i so want to tickle this person like mm-hmm. it wouldn't be appropriate but also and then after i watched that documentary i was like i would be so good at that because tickling is not about your fingers it's about your face and i can tickle i have an autistic kid and tickling they use tickle therapy on autistic kids because mm-hmm. it helps make it helps like it overpowers their sensory stuff so that they can feel stuff and you have to lock eyes with them and you have to make a certain face and it's not about what your hands are doing it's about maintaining this very intimate eye contact while you're giving someone this kind of over sensory overload oh my god and so it's all about like really intense eye contact with a lot of intense joy behind it that is just like (sighs) are you making it right now is this the face that you're making this is almost the face i'd have to like I don't want to turn the full light on you guys. Oh, no, I <laughs> want to be blinded by your fucking light, Emma. By my tickle face? Yes. Okay. 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 Oh, my God. I'm, I'm gonna so do excited. This is my, I don't know this if you're my ready for this. This is my 100% for real tickle face. Okay. touch her and she's laughing i don't even have to touch you to tickle you i don't even have to touch you to tickle you that's why i was like i could do this professionally it's I'm- a face like something's coming oh you fit so bad yeah. i love to be tickled i absolutely love it um yeah I, I watched it and i was like oh there's some like sexy strange stuff out there yeah um and i it's not 
Well, I guess it, I've never in the documentary they don't show like dicks or anything. No. So it was like kind of innocent. Like yeah, that. it's sort I, of sweet. Yeah, I thought it was really sweet for your friend. It wouldn't have. It would not no, have been. No, no. Yeah. We discussed it, and he was like, "That was super hot." Okay, so my yeah. boyfriend is the same way. Except he won't say it's hot. He really, if you tickled him, he'd be upset because he's like so prudish that he's mm-hmm. like, ah, no, no. Oh. Um, but he, yeah, the most ticklish blowjob I've ever given was him, where he's just like. Squirming dick, and he's just like mm, tickle. <laughs> I'm not being gentle. Like I, I sometimes get like that when someone's going down on me, where I'm like, ha, okay, oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> sometimes that's a lot. Yeah. Sometimes you're just more sensitive some days. Than yeah, other that's days, true. You know, I do love the idea of like um, something that you could do to somebody that would give them like a hard on, or that they'd be turned on, where you don't have to take off any of your clothes. It's yeah. not messy. It's just like would be tickling, super clean, clean, freaky love. Yeah, yeah. It's so simple in a way, you know. Yeah, mm. it's interesting to me because that face, uh, the the sort of like I'm gonna get to face. It's definitely like a. It's it's something you. It's it almost feels primal sometimes. It's something you would do to a baby. It's mm-hmm. the first thing that a baby would get excited about. It's like That's big true. eyes and joy. It all it, all of these behaviors they seem so like brought through like a straight line from being a kid and how you oh, got yeah. nurtured. Your sexual you template love. is like formed so early and you have no control over it. And I actually I really love to find out what somebody's kink is because it's like you just find like in that moment like oh abandonment that's your thing okay cool i got it boom like, boom no yeah yeah or like have you heard of voring no. <laughs> voring it's so is so close to voyering that i was like maybe voyeurism i guess that's voyering isn't no it? um it's this it's this interesting kink which i just recently found out about um where you are turned on by the idea of being devoured by something larger than yourself He's nodding, so that's Stacey, great. Stacey, we're we're Every there, guy we're I've in ever there. Dated. Yeah, we're in there. Every guy I've ever yeah. dated is like, eat me. And so, and so, the people who like that will um, build big sort of creatures to be eaten by, or a way to like soft vor is to um, get into a sleeping bag and then pour honey inside of it and then close it and like roll around in it so that you feel like you're being digested. Which I was, when I heard that, I was like, sure, yeah. Like, because for whatever reason, when you were a baby, you weren't like swaddled and held close and you just need to be like tightly crushed into love, you know? It's amazing that it's so, it's out of our control, really. It yeah. is. Like the the one like kink, I guess is a good word. Like that one little like asterisk of like something abnormal that you like. Yeah. Something like whatever it is is already there mm-hmm. it's so and you can't do anything about it or be ashamed about it. like it's just there there's but, no it's a look but people are ashamed try about oh, yeah. different like, things yeah it's the one thing we're taught to be ashamed about like if you like anything other than vanilla sex yeah well you're no. we supposed to be ashamed of that even like yeah. a lot of people are ashamed of just regular missionary you know they have a hard time even getting naked and so to be like, yeah, uh, I want to get naked with you and have sex. Also, I need you to pretend you're a dinosaur eating me. Yeah. <laughs> All these concepts just really this that reminds me a lot of like like the Temple Grandin hugging machine. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like the being devoured or like pressed tightly against yourself. Uh, still like comfort kind of thing. Mm-hmm. That's why they thought that that machine was sexual for her because they're like, we don't fucking understand this level of comfort that you require as an autistic person. Yeah. So she, she puts this hugging machine on herself, and they think yeah. My it's, son, it's, when he was really little, he would be like, "Will you sit on me?" 
And he would lay on the couch and like while we were watching TV, he would ask me to sit on him. He's autistic. Mm-hmm. And I would I would just like sit on him and still like right he likes to be held really tight early, like to have like a blanket wrapped around him. And it's yeah, it's just something in there, primal, that's like feel it comforts him and it calms him down to be squeezed very tightly. Huh. Yeah, that's interesting. You, I think the open space, like that's the reason I like sleeping in corners, is I can see all the exits and all mm-hmm. the entrances, and it's not something that I'm like super aware of as I feel. But what a strange like, because um, it's not a full thought in your brain. You know what I mean? You just follow these like glimpses of what you like and what you don't like, and you just and I think with sex, it's the same thing. You you know, it's the way you discover how to masturbate. You swipe your hand against your vagina one time when you're seven and it feels good. So you follow the light, you know, Mm -hmm. you follow the feeling. And I think with kinks, it's the same. You like are watching a porn and then in one porn, one woman says something really specific about like, you're so soft and fluffy. And for some reason, that sentence turns you the fuck on. Mm -hmm. So you start finding more things that are soft and fluffy until you like. Or find your little niche yeah yeah and I, I think i found mine i don't know what it is that's yeah. why i want you to try with domina shannon like to get tied up or something i don't want to do that <laughs> i'm just not comfortable yet. with that God, idea that would be so fun i don't, I don't know I mean, that's one reason i always encourage people to like follow that kink path is mm-hmm. i think for me following that path was and i got into it through kind of erotica and like writing that stuff and then kind of having a chicken egg moment of like okay, you're not just doing this for the money. Like there's clear interest in this for you Mm -hmm. too. But it also really helped me get to the basics of, you know, my, a lot of my childhood and like the needs that weren't met and to be like, okay, there like there's sexual stuff here, but then there's also emotional things from it that like you clearly need and want. And I think if you can follow that without a lot of self judgment and just kind of like, just be really pure in it, you can, you can find out a lot about who you are like at your core. And like, I think your sexual template is really just a template for the rest of you and it just happens to involve a sleeping bag full of honey you know but what you really want is some hugs the revenant must have been a fucking porn cut for them that one and that lady who like crawled in that horse you know what i'm talking about (laughs) yeah the crazy fucking lady she just like she found a dead horse body i'm sure i don't know the story well enough is that a sex thing or a movie no well i'm just saying the the being devoured by a thing larger like they'll cut an animal or something and like crawl Mm -hmm. into the animal for warmth somebody watched you know whatever star wars that is where he climbs and in, climbs inside the the tantum. that's what i meant no, the did Tom-tom? it happen in revenant too that's what i meant yeah no the, he gets in a horse he gets in a Nick horse in revenant horse, yeah. okay cool cool, cool. And somebody sees something like that when they're too young and then that's their thing from yeah, they're like i, I don't know i'm just very horse. specifically aroused by people being uh-huh. inside animals yeah i just remember uh maybe like 10 or 11 years ago a guy was like hey i like a finger in my butt and was like please don't judge me so i was like cool whatever you, whatever floats your boat and now i gotta be like do you like to wear costumes is should i feed you um sh- do you want a diaper on like there's a lot more than just a finger up the butt yeah, like, me to, yeah. as I you heard, get oh sorry, sorry, no go, go ahead. ahead i just heard of somebody who liked to be fed like a baby bird like for real oh, um yeah. where he wanted his wife to chew up mm-hmm. her food and then spit it in his mouth and that's how he ate for several days <laughs> and that that's how he got his boners and i just thought to myself like that fucking is I'm so glad that people can be there for each other for that kind of shit. <laughs> yeah. Because I like that man should not be judged. His wife should never be judged, but I'm so happy that they found each other because like, what are the fucking odds? Because the reality of it is even meshing for her to even like, cause you're going to do some shit to make your person happy. Mm-hmm. But then there's also like limits and there's boundaries on like it, not infringing on your own, like 
you yeah. know, your shit. Yeah. I, I do think though that you should be willing to do almost anything. If it doesn't hurt you or degrade you, but if it doesn't turn you on, that probably, probably doesn't turn her on. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I chew up and spit food into your mouth yeah. if I loved you. Yeah. Yeah. And even if it was not my thing, I could probably find a way to be like, yeah, but you love this. That's, uh-huh. that's, you know, like to make it, to make it work. I do have like, I mean, I think you do. It's okay to have like hard limits. Sure. Like nobody is allowed to spit in my mouth. Yeah. That's just my thing. I don't like spitting. I don't want it to be spit on or in. If it just feels wrong (laughs) to you. But if you're just like, ew, why are you into foot stuff? Like, I'm not doing that. Well, like, you do it. You love this person. Do it. Foot stuff. I've always been really bummed that that they're like, I don't have a foot fetishist in my life. I have really nice feet. And I just feel like they're super underappreciated because my boyfriend's not a foot. You know, he doesn't care about feet. Mm -hmm. And I've always just been like, he's an ass man. And I've been like, I just need a nice foot guy. You know, you just somebody who's like, so I bought easy. you shoes and I just want you to wear them around and sweat in them. And then I want to eat them. And I'm like, yeah, sure, man, whatever. That sounds amazing. <laughs> I know. I just want a foot. I'm putting a call of action out. You that can I just need a one. foot fetishist. Craig in my life. right now. Yeah. You can find somebody. I do get a, if anytime my feet are in a picture on Instagram, I do get a lot of comments that are like, it's your fucking feet. It's your yeah. feet. And love your feet. Dick in between your toe and that other But I'm like, that's not buying me shoes. No. I don't need your comments. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I think that there are sites where people will ask you, you know, you take pictures of yourself in the shoes and mm-hmm. you wear them around and then they smell like your feet. Yeah. And then you send them back to that guy and he just keeps smelling you. You need a PO box. Yeah. I'll set it up for you. Those are very like the foot fetish stuff is very specific too. It's like, I want you to wear, wear this sock this long mm-hmm. and then mail it back to me. And it's so specific. They really get into it. But I would say, I believe from, my own research foot guys they're the most out there like they're yeah they're stopping to be uh secretive about it they're like starting to be like yeah I like to suck a toe but they also like like the kinkier stuff about it and they're they're becoming more out there with their yeah have you guys ever given a foot job I have given yeah. a foot job. Yeah. No, I have not. It's I in that way either. where like you've been fucking someone for so long that you've kind of run out of <laughs> any. And you're like, do you want to fuck my feet? <laughs> like, Let's try What else this. can we do? Why don't you fuck my feet? Was it good at all? <laughs> yeah, it was fun. It was Did actually. Did you get him off with just your feet? Yeah. Yeah. I like was laying on my back and I had my feet together and he was fucking my feet and then he, you know, came on my stomach. So it was like, you know, it was a whole, the whole thing. It was nice. It was all right. That sounds really sweet. It was really sweet. romantic. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's nice. Yeah. Sweet. I don't have good feet, so it would not be would like I, I don't scratch know. your dick or something. <laughs> scratch. I bet Some, somebody's, somebody's really into, into that. that. Yeah. yeah, somebody's like, show me your, show me your bad feet. I did, um, I did suck a guy's dick one time that wanted it to be like yanked really hard. Oh yeah, like hurt because he had extra skin, and I mean, like you couldn't do it hard enough. Wow, it was oh, like, yeah. um, did he have to, like, that dry a Polaroid or something? Like, <laughs> fuck. Um, and it was like the media stick I've ever seen. So I was like, okay, I'll do it. I tried. Did he have that? What do they call it when you jerk off too much? And then, um, and then your dick becomes not sensitive. It's called something. And, and you're supposed to like leave it alone for like a month. Cause it, because the guys, especially without foreskins, like you can do it too. It's like where you, oh, it's like grippered or something like that. That's Is not a it. real name for it. No, there's a, there's a name for it. But like if you grip too hard you can like desensitize your penis. And I have given, given a hand job to somebody who was like that, who like, it was like, just squeeze harder, squeeze squeeze harder. I'm like, this is it kind of it for me. Like I don't have really strong hands. This is, you went to your maximum capacity. Yeah. And he was like, just really get in there. And I was like, okay. (laughs) Oh my God. Stop being fun for me. And it took a really long time too. It was one of those times where you're like, 
just keep switching off i guess that's why i cannot do that i'm like look i do not have the stamina to give a hand job takes too long um i do the double hander yeah that's good you're just kind of like you do a lot of weaving weaving you (laughs) telling a story with your hands (laughs) i like that um i have this obsession with asking for blowjob tips did i ask you the first time you were on i can't remember um you i usually ask people it's one of my favorite topics of conversation with girls and stuff and um i want to know if you have any for me sure because you already have um hand job tips which i'm not going to take because <laughs> I'm also grip it really hard sexting tips this is hands. tip city over here <laughs> tips um, just the tips with emma arnold um i um my blowjob tips would the one would be um and this is one one time i had a threesome with a gay guy and he afterwards was like this is when i was like 21 but he was like your blowjob is shit it's <laughs> <was> like oh <gasps> no <laughs> so then he gave me some good tips but he, he said you know when it's in your mouth always do you know like like when you're trying to make your face look thinner so you do a little bit of the mm-hmm. a little bit of the fish face mm-hmm. and then the other one is while you're doing it work your tongue on the frenulum real okay real good yeah you gotta you gotta work it? that frenulum yep. okay like, we're all making this face moving, by the yeah way. while it's in your life you're uh, moving your tongue on it always yeah you're always yeah like inside there but yeah. flat but flat make your tongue flat and then you're moving it up and down the whole time okay so flat i've done like pointy before yeah, That's I just make your tongue flat and then you kind of do and then and then when you're working the frenulum because it's kind of like the clit in that like if you just do the same thing too much it becomes your body just gets used to it. So you do I do a thing where it's like you're doing this for a while and then you switch it up and you do like a circle and then like go back because mm. otherwise you can kind of it gets a little That's a good idea. Okay. stimulated. I think the tongue thing and is always touch the balls. I think we forget about the balls. And every time I've ever touched a guy's balls they're always like oh, <laughs> Thank you so much. <laughs> so yeah those Um, are my blowjob tips okay those are good ones um do you do the eye contact thing yeah like where you look up sometimes i think it's gross why like i don't want to see you like when i look up i'm just like oh god get out no i do i do the eye contact um you know because you're like doing it and then you're like looking down and then you really you do it's like tickle face where you do intense eye contact all of a sudden and then you go back down demure 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 Eye contact. <laughs> I like the idea. Demure. Lady like lady like. I like the idea too of like, like uh, the eye contact is like this is not shameful. This is what I'm fucking doing to yeah. you. I'm doing. You're it. so lucky it. right now. Yeah. yeah. So that's why I don't like it because when I look up and you're just what laying back enjoying it, I'm like. Do you notice I'm working here? Like, please pay attention to that. this process. I'm at work right now. Okay. Um, uh, I, fuck, what was I just going to say? I know I made that gross thing. I do not give a demure blowjob. I'm like the, like, spittiest, wettest. <laughs> I have thrown up on two dicks because I've oh just my been goodness. Like, going too far back there. Like, just blah, gross. I've never thrown up. I can take, I can yeah. usually do pretty deep, but that's the same thing. Drunk. It's like, oh, God. Yeah. But that somebody once told me, I have no, oh, RuPaul, actually, huh? RuPaul oh, on something God said bless. that if you're deep throat and put your thumb in your fist because it, like, there's some sensory thing where you won't gag. I don't even know if this is true, wow. but it's a RuPaul trip. And so you, like, while you're deep throating, you put your thumb in your fist. That is, so, I will do it. If she says it, I will yeah. do it. I have been, you heard me talk about this. Like, I've been yeah. deep oh, in RuPaul's track race. They're coming to town soon. They might be coming to a city that you're going to be in. I don't know if you're just going home after this or what. Um, but 
uh, drag Miss Christmas or something like that. Oh. A lot of them are coming. Some of my favorite. I'm gonna meet Latrice Royale. In the, <gasps> she's one. She's one of my favorites <gasps> of all time. Latrice. I cannot wait. <sighs> Eat up. Oh, I love him. Yeah. I still walk around, even though she wasn't my favorite. But hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> I say hallelujah. Who said it originally? I can't. Chandria. No. Yes, I think it was Shangela. 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 Yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, because she was on a reunion, not a reunion, but like a award thing, and she yeah. said hallelujah. They still say hallelujah, so like everybody yeah. has says it. Um, I love it. I just I love the songs. Love I love the camp. Oh, Me too. I love the costumes. I love the fights. I love also the love. Yeah, like, the lo- it starts to get lovey at the end. Yeah, I God know. Damn, I will like cry. It has yeah. brownies in my bed. It's yeah, my yeah. favorite. Um, I'm going to go to some drag shows here. I want to get into the drag community. Oh, yeah. I'm not going to do drag, obviously, because, well, I could be a drag king, but I have no interest in that. But I want to be friends with these people. Oh, yeah. Two they of my so two nice. of my really good friends in Boise are um, transsexual women um, who, but who are like big hair. Like uh-huh. one of my friends is a Dolly impersonator and <sighs> big hair, just, you know, just big makeup all the time. And I'm always just like, Oh my God, you're amazing. You're amazing. You're amazing. Like it's just the camp, the big. Of yeah. It. So th- this is, it's, it is something that I have thought about is the trans women versus just drag queen women. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So I like, you're kind of learning. This is like learning the difference. They don't talk a lot about trans. There was one person who like admitted on the show. I'm not actually a drag queen. I'm a trans woman. Um, but other than that, they don't really talk about it mm-hmm. or, or something. So I just wonder, I know that it seemed to be, there was some like, um, controversy like between them, you know, about mm-hmm. it, but I don't know how much there actually is in the community. It seems at least in the communities I've been, it seems like it's pretty fluid, you know, yeah. like they're pretty accepting, but but I have no idea. So there could be a drag queen that just lives her life as a woman all the time. Because mm-hmm. Amanda Lepore is a famous drag queen, but she's got those tits on her that are not, they are fake, but they don't come off. Yeah. So she must live like that all the time. Does that mean she's a trans woman or is she fine with being a dude? Um, I like my, so my really, my, one of my favorite people in the world, Minerva Jane is a, a Boise woman and a trans woman. And, um, she like, I don't, I don't actually know. Like she lives like almost like a out, like she lives as a woman all the time, but she is big drag, you know, Mm -hmm. like she has the big dresses and the big hair and like big everything. So I don't know if it's like more of a lifestyle thing or, but yeah, I just, I wish I could live like that all the time with rhinestones and yeah, like a trans woman, but she's like, I'm gonna put sequins on it, honey. Yeah. (laughs) It's like our, it's the, it's like a favorite kind of. I'll call it this. Maybe I've known people who are trans who then call it performance art as mm-hmm. opposed to calling it drag queens because they're not really in drag. <laughs> Although the reality is, is if you're in costume and high costume all the time, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it is a drag in some ways. You know, you're not just walking around like a normal person, like going unnoticed. It's it's huge. You're larger than life. One of the things I love about it is honestly it's the effort. Like anybody that I see Mm -hmm. make a huge effort about something that they're fucking passionate about Mm -hmm. instant admiration, like of hard work and like just recognizing somebody else doing something that's like, just takes a lot of fucking effort. So when I see a woman who's done an amazing fucking job on her outfit, I'm like, you fucking do it. Yeah. Get your shit. You fucking tried successful. Look better than me. And then the drag Queens is like an element even fucking further Mm -hmm. on top of that. It's just like, it's like a really good fucking Halloween costume that yeah. you love only all the time, every day. <laughs> um, okay, so I did want to ask this question because I've been thinking about it since you performed last night at Secret Group. 
and this so is the end good, of your by tour. the way. Yeah, Thank that was you. so wonderful. Yeah, um, I did notice that our half of the side of the room was loving it. That guy, this like guy in front of us, he was dying. You were killing him, honestly. <laughs> um, and then the other half was, I saw this one woman like nodding to everything you said, but she wasn't like doing it out loud not really she was like slightly yeah. nodding but her, she was like turned away from her boyfriend when yeah. she did it I thought that was really funny um okay so you talked a little bit about your stepdaughter and taking her to a um puberty class and stuff and it got me thinking what what did y'all how did y'all learn about puberty was it in school was it your parents what was that like uh I definitely in school like very organically and with a lot of like missed it was just with a lot of misinformation. My mother and father, they never really talked to me about any of it. My mom didn't really talk to me about my period, about like body odor. So for a really long time, I just had terrible BO, just terrible BO. <laughs> I had this prank where one time I opened my uh, backpack and it was just full of tiny deodorants oh, that girls had put in oh, my backpack. No. And I still was like, what? Like I still didn't fucking yeah. understand. <laughs> so sad just that innocent again didn't get a friend until i was full-blown in 10th grade uh but yeah i it's interesting i i remember sometimes with comedians they'll like say something you'll be like oh this okay that's why you're a comedian (laughs) and that was just our moment with you was like oh backpack full of deodorant okay there there it is now we know (laughs) i know it was it was rough i got made fun of a lot in high school and well mostly in middle school but uh, definitely in high school too, but yeah, I didn't really get a lot of information from my parents. I I do remember I have kind of snippets of info where I remember my mom not wanting me to wear a tampon because she wanted to preserve my virginity, Gross. but didn't actually oh, say that. Um, I think I realized like after why she didn't want me to wear tampons. Um, so the first time I remember wearing a pad, I mean, I'm sure lots of girls have this story, but I just, I, I walked like a penguin until I figured out that I could close my legs <laughs> because it just, it, it really does feel like you have an oh, accumulation yeah. of toilet paper and diapers in between your legs. And at that point they were all scratchy and they didn't have the fucking wings. It was just like wearing like a plastic pillow in between yeah, your legs. Yeah, they were so big. It would go up Thick, your butt crack. Up yeah. your butt crack. <laughs> and I remember really needing them to go all the way back up my butt crack because like I, I bled and it was just like from fucking navel to back. Like mm-hmm. where my fucking yeah. navel meets my back, that straight line, that's how much my blood would get all over my body. Um, I remember always being confused about smells I, I always being confused uh, just about fucking everything. And then also, uh, I, I mean, like I didn't have a lot of uh, like uh, sexual experiences until I was like maybe 18 or so. It was like kind of no sexual experiences and then fucking. It was like not a lot of like, <laughs> Went right into uh, yeah, not a lot of in-betweens. Um, I do remember knowing about condoms and knowing about that kind of stuff, but not through sex ed or just kind of grapevine kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. What about you guys? Um, so I thought about it cause I think stories like this are hilarious. So your story reminded me of, cause I learned it in school from a video, not a class, not an extra class, but they played this video. I remember in fifth grade, they played it in gym and they separated us. <laughs> and that was the first time that I was like, why are boys going somewhere else? Like I knew we're different, but what was it? And then we learned about periods and I was like, Oh, they can't know about this. <laughs> Um, and it was Don't like, ever but tell my sister's older. I put in a tampon when I was seven years old because my sister was doing it. 
You're going to try to shave my legs too. But that was the only time. Um, I don't, I don't remember ever like I was automatically down cause I had an older sister about tampons and stuff like that. When I started my period, I don't remember when I started my period. Why? Oh, wow. That's funny. I, isn't that strange? Yeah. Like I should remember, but it was around the time my dad died. So it, it must've been lost in there somewhere. But I remember this. I remember when I lied and said I started my period. <laughs> when I was in, my father died in 95, but in ju- January. Oh, that's like the beginning of 95. Okay, so he died in 95, January. But the summer before, he's still alive, but dying. Um, so he was home. He was able to come pick me up. Thank God. I sat in class and I peed my pants. I was in fifth grade. And I told everybody that it was my period they were so stupid <laughs> it's all over the floor it's urine and I was like I started my period and I made them all leave. and I made my dad come walk me out but I, I knew enough to lie to them mm-hmm. um, because we had learned it in the video about period so I was like, that's shit. it and it's not even red like, <laughs> you idiots they all believed it I love the idea of like our waters breaking once a month in order to allow <laughs> our periods to come out you're like oh my my monthly water that's how broke. it happens well and it was early enough that if anybody called you and you are like you don't even have yours yet yeah you no, don't even know what it is I avoided getting bullied for peeing my pants in fifth grade that's so good by lying so about my period and so boys would never have made fun of me because they're like well, I don't want to talk about your period <laughs> um, and girls were like we don't get it yeah I, so I think when I lied, that's when I'm like, oh, I started my period then. I didn't. That was a lie. And I always knew that. But I love like um, I love hearing stupid stories like that. I know a girl whose dad, when she started her period, I think this is so weird. Her dad, but I, I didn't have a dad, I guess. But um, her dad bought her flowers and a card and took her to dinner. Oh, that's kind of sweet. Come on. That's weird. It's, it's like this. You're a woman sweet, now. Oh, it's kind of, I don't know. It's Ooh. a little bit. I feel like it's like it's s- better than being like, oh, gross. You're, yeah. you're now you're a disgusting person. <laughs> yeah, get in your. Hut. Where is it that they have to get you're in right. huts while they're in their period? That's the opposite of a hut. Is cards, flowers? Oh, and I'd dinner. take a fucking hut. That sounds yeah. amazing. <laughs> At some point, yeah. I am. Um, I had a really liberal upbringing, and my parents were. My mom was like, you know, I, I, we had my lesbian aunts lived with us, and our house was like always full of women, and so, and I had three sisters, and so who were old, two were older. And so we had a book that was like, you know, your body, our bodies, yourselves or something. And like, mm-hmm. I remember flipping through it long before puberty and, and being just like, oh God. <laughs> um, and everything was always like, it was supposed to be super groovy and cool. Um, but my mom was like, my mom is mid, very Midwestern. So she was like trying to live this hippie lifestyle, but she never really could fully invest in it. Mm-hmm. So it's like we had the books and the literature and the lesbians, but my mom would be like, but also it's really dirty, you know? So there was like the weird, like, it's okay for everybody else, but your body's gross personally. So mm-hmm. I got like a weird, so like I knew when I started my period, I knew what it was and, and I knew like what puberty was and stuff. And same thing. I didn't, because I grew, were, like lived with hippies, like I wasn't allowed to shave my legs and we didn't have deodorant. So I got teased really bad too. And like oh. my best friend um, in elementary <laughs> snuck me razors and, and deodorant. She would, she would go sneak. to other people's houses yeah. and shave my legs there. Yeah. And she would like, would like sneak me all this like non hippie stuff. Um, but I started in fifth grade and I, we were like sitting in circle doing like some activity. And this kid next to me was like, 
ew, gross, you pooped your pants. And I looked down and I had just, I was wearing my favorite pair of blue jean, like light blue jean capris and blood was everywhere. Like it looked like someone had shot me in the gut and there was just blood everywhere. And so I also lied and I was like, I was like, oh, I must have sat in something. And I ran to the bathroom and like cleaned up and then went to the nurse and got another pair of pants. And when I came back, people were like, why are you wearing different pants? And I was like, oh, a kid threw up on me on the, in the bathroom. I had to go get new pants. Oh, so I didn't, it didn't job. even occur to me to say that it was my period. I well, just was like, someone barfed. Gross, well, right? like regurgitating food that's been partially digested is way better than but the possibility then, of childbirth. Yeah. You know Somebody I mean? else did it to you. Then, yeah. Like, if I had really started my period, I would have lied about that too. I'd be yeah. like, I peed my pants. Like, yeah. <laughs> something like, you would lie you about would lie it no matter what if it's your period like if it whatever it is is gross it what it, like that i remember how many times did you bleed through when you were young oh a 10 million I still do. every oh, fucking time t- really i still do i bleed through like <laughs> stop uh-huh. seriously you are old enough to know i know but sometimes Change i'm just like but time. i didn't use a tampon until i was 18 oh wow um because i was very tiny and every time i my sisters were bigger girls and they were like they would show me over and over and every time i would try to put one in i never could quite it would always be super uncomfortable and i would uh-huh. always just be like never mind <laughs> and i take it out and be like i hate this but then later i found out that i had not to brag but um like basically a double hymen like i had a what they medically call a serious hymen and so even though i had kind of broken it with sex like i hadn't like sex was always really uncomfortable for me but it was because my hymen had never properly been gotten rid of and Uh, so it was hard to put a tampon in turns out emma arnold funny but a serious hymen emma arnold serious hymen maybe that's what i'll call my album (laughs) yes please Serious hymen. Serious hymen. I love the idea too of like, you know what? Let's put an extra door in there. We don't want there to be any no one noise bleed. Put, put, uh, we need to like a, like we need an anterior room before you get to the real room. Oh my God, you had a vagina foyer. I did. <laughs> oh my God. Fancy, honestly. I know um, when people are like, when did you lose your virginity? I'm like, which attempt? Oh, uh, yeah. Because it took so many tries because I had the double hymen situation. So somebody would, it was so painful, but I was like, just keep going. Just because I was so determined to lose it. And I'd just be bleeding and bleeding. And the guy would be like, I don't want to. Please stop. And I'm like, just, we're doing this. I'm losing my virginity. You're like it the took- guy who wanted the dick squeeze. You're like, I'm at my capacity. I can't ram you any harder. Like, ram harder. Oh, God. I just I like a Game idea. of Thrones when they like, Try to like get the door open or something with the thing. That's my hymen. <laughs> Try. I have the image of like a man trying to dig out like a bullet from their own wound of like just keep going. With his Shoot hands. through the. I would t- do a shot of whiskey and then pour the whiskey on myself and then just keep oh keep digging a bullet out. Oh god, that's very hardcore. That's very like break the arrow Thank with you. the arrowhead inside yep. of your thigh. Yeah. Still, you know. Yeah. How old were you when you did that? Um, I was I fourteen. That's young. Yeah, it was pretty. I mean, like I had a few attempts before that. Mm-hmm. Uh, then when I was like thirteen, but when I finally, finally lost it, I was fourteen. Okay, I did not even know what masturbation was till I was <coughs> seventeen. So I was not thinking about dicks at fourteen. Um, but that is really funny to just have a double and a fourteen-year-old at that. Yeah, not somebody who can like handle it. Somebody's like, okay, look, this is just your body, and he's just like, my dick doesn't fit. I don't like it. I don't like it. <laughs> don't you stop. <laughs> I wonder if he had, did you keep having sex with him? Um, yeah. The, okay. the guy who finally did. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. He was just... my boyfriend. His name um, was Dick Majors. No. Uh, you probably have to bleep oh, that. No. But isn't that the most amazing? Richard Majors was my boyfriend. Oh my Jamie. God. Dick Majors. Yeah. That is hilarious. So I lost my virginity too. Okay. So 
I was about to be like, who did I lose my vir- I know. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know I remember. And- yeah, I was like, wait a minute, who? No, no, no. Was it Dick Majors? It was, actually. <laughs> I feel like all called? the boys Eskimo that sisters? women lose their virginity to should be called Dick Majors. Yeah. Like, that's, who's your Dick Major? Oh, yeah. Okay, you know yeah. what I mean? That's like huh. the blanket statement name for all men. The real, majors. the real guy, like the guy who I first tried to do it with was named, uh, named Shad. Shad. No, it's not right. Chad with an S. Yeah. Oh my and god. He um listen. Like we, we played D and D together, and how he wooed me was like, I actually think maybe we're elves, and we're on a higher plane, and if we make love, we can be in our elf form. He said, "Make love." Yeah, and I was like, "Let's try that." And then we couldn't do it. We couldn't have sex because of my hymen situation. Um, but then years later, I ran into him downtown in Boise, and he was wearing thigh-high, um, soft deerskin lace-up boots, and he was still dressing like an elf. So okay, yeah, he already knew his <laughs> crisis <at> averted. <laughs> my hymen was like, no, no, <laughs> absolutely not, we elf guy today, elf. <laughs> We know that, dude. I love the idea of your vagina being able to like recognize the penis. You know what I mean? Like, this is just, not a cool dick. This is yeah. nerd dick. Here. You're not. Yeah, <laughs> not a cool dick. Yeah, you either have a cool dick or you don't. I thought. Um, so last night, your friend Jeff. I thought he's very funny. I had a total crush on him when he was on stage, and then I didn't after the stage, <laughs> which is fine. But I was just like, uh, I watched him and Catherine. I was like thinking, oh, how should try to fuck him? You know, like she does that with. Yeah, she does. She tells me I need to fuck people. And so I was like, he's so funny. He's like a big guy. He's cute. And then I leaned over to Catherine. and I was like, do you think he has a cool dick? She said, no, but I don't know what his (laughs) his dick is like. But I was going to try to get you to fuck him. But it's so sweet of you to just try to get me laid. I'm always trying to get him laid. Okay. He's, I like to he's my OHA. My I'm laid. always like, hey, somebody should fuck Jeff. Yeah. And he's always like, stop it. Stop Will he not fuck? Him. He doesn't. He no, he doesn't like one night stands. Like he's a relationship guy. Yeah. And he's that's kind of how I am too. Yeah. So that doesn't okay. work out. You could try it. Yeah. yeah. I'm such a one night stand person. I'm like, just fuck. It's fun. Um, but yeah, OHA's just like, no. she, she, she looks at us kind of like, oh, dinner and a movie night. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Just a stand. Kind of a. Yeah. Jeff's not into that. It's a thing to and, do. And he's so hilariously clueless. Like and so many times someone will be flirting with him. And then afterward I'll be like, did you get that girl's number? Did you get her info? And he's like, why? And I'm like, cause she was crazy into you. She's twirling her hair and like adjusting her shirt the whole time. Leaning and in. Leaning really in. And, and she like, kept touching your arm and he was like, oh, what? No. And he was like, we need like a hand signal for when someone's <laughs> attracted to me. Cause he doesn't see it at all. Like he never can tell when someone's into him. And so I'll be like, she wants to fuck you. He's like, but then he just panics and he starts being like, huh, oh, oh, I have to go. <laughs> he leaves. I saw a couple of girls. Do you get harassed, I would say, online, but after shows, are men coming up to you and oh, are they yeah. nicer? Are they still being like, no, my dick? they're pretty terrible. It's, uh, yeah. it's kind of been funny. Um, cause Cody's been on the road with me taping this stuff. And so, um, he even said like that he had been kind of surprised to see how much I get harassed after shows. Cause I'm mic'd. Um, and so he can hear like these awful conversations of dudes. Yeah. Guys say terrible things to me. Like when we were just in Oregon, this guy after a show was like, Oh, you had me going from six to midnight up there the whole time. And I was like, Oh, that's what does that mean? It means um, you're having a boner. Like he was basically like, you're giving oh, me a boner this entire midnight. <laughs> okay. 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 And then, and then like in a, and I, he kind of kept talking and then he was like, I wish you drank so I could get you drunk enough to fuck you. And I was like, Oh my God. Oh, that is a scary statement. Did so, you do your jokes like, about the kids? 
Yeah, it doesn't seem to. I think that's something I've realized in the last two years is like, even though like I'm pretty sexually experienced and, you know, I'm 36, but I've been like, I'm kind of naive because like I would tell guys like, oh, no, no, I have a boyfriend and six kids. And they'd be like, I don't care about any of that. I'll fuck you. And that I like I had this realization of like that actually I think makes me more likely to get harassed because mm-hmm. they're like well she's she's not, she's away from her man she's probably dtf you know like yeah I, yeah i think there's something to that you talked about the ring earlier so in your when you wear a ring to me um from the people that i know that try to fuck they there's a whole huge group of people that want to fuck married women yeah or moms or something because you have more to lose you're not gonna go crazy on them you're not gonna want a relationship yeah you're just down to fuck and that's it yeah yeah i think that's true yeah and i don't know i mean i don't know if this is true but i've already noticed you know since the election like this weird upswing in how much harassment i've gotten in person and in online and i think that the tone has already started to change where guys who before might have kept their mouths shut um feel a little more empowered to just say shit to me and are kind of like oh we're doing this now um and so even even just like the last two weeks i've been on the road i've noticed like a big upswing in the shit men have said to me just even even it was weird i like that people are like oh this do you hate the south but like the men here are actually fairly polite compared to like the pacific northwest the guys can be very aggressive up there and um but then we were in louisiana and i walked into a gas station and every dude in there did the creepy turn Mm -hmm. full body sweep and then they were like discussing me and i was like men have no idea what it's like to live with the constant infinite attention that you get from men you know like it's so exhausting to just like you can't just walk into a fucking gas station you know Mm -hmm. and just be like i'm buying some gum you're totally like oh scary 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 (laughs) everybody's looking at me ever trying to seem like less and less appealing to people when i walk into like stores but i don't i i can't remember what i used to do i know this is really bad but when me and my teenage best friend in 10th grade would be walking around, we'd get a lot of cat calling in Venezuela from truckers. Guys would pull in front of us and ask us questions. And we're fucking, you know, 16 years old and we look 16. And I remember guys would stop and we would, okay, this is not current. Oh, huh. But we would pretend to be disabled basically um i know well so hey you needed like a you we, were trying we thought we were trying to scare them away. yeah 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 we were trying to make them not be interested in us anymore um but it, it was you just choose the weirdest fucking routes yeah. to like attempt to make yourself quote-unquote unattractive what would you terrible. do terrible it's just so bad how would you be we disabled? would make faces and make noises oh, like Jesus. it's just like like little animals though if you really think about it you're like i'm a monkey i'm gonna make myself bigger and like inflate my chest and do weird shit to seem less appealing to these threatening people but it became something that was like almost like a game for us at that point where we just like let's be unattractive to these people Mm -hmm. but we used to walk around a lot just as teenager shit and travel on buses and you know i I was in i was on public transportation when i was in like third grade second or third grade was when i started like just traveling by myself in venezuela so you get the you get the harassment at every level and it starts so young like the first time i was really seriously sexually harassed i mean apart from being um you know sexually abused as a kid repeatedly i the first time i was like really sexually harassed was when i was nine you know like pre-puberty like men start really early with that shit so i think you know, just even that, like, who would you be 
without having to like learn that skill set protect yourself yeah like you have a tool shit. yeah you'd be a man yeah. like you've had that toolbox since you were eight years old you know mm-hmm. it's a weird thing i don't understand the women that are like it's just not like that for me i'm like yes it is think about all the times that you're like oh bob he's kind of offensive but he's harmless or something yeah anything that they've done i got it young but not i don't think nine i did have big old titters at a very young age um but i don't remember a lot of it but i did get i remember being 13 and a 22 year old knew how old i was and was like calling me and trying to talk or he was paging me and i was Mm -hmm. calling him back um trying to talk to me all the time oh when i was like 13 and 14 i had like boyfriends in their 20s for sure you know it was was super creepy yeah now like looking back i'm like oh jesus those guys were predators yeah but at the time it's just like i'm just really mature for my age i used to lie about my age all the time i used to pretend i was older for there was yeah like on summer vacations that kind of thing i remember i went to aruba once and i told this guy i was 17 but i was 14 and he was 22 or 23 so there's this thing where it's like is he supposed to know like what are the what are the the kind of rules there because um, especially it's like, you know, early two thousands, we don't have, you know, people aren't talking about verifying age or, you know, you just, mm-hmm. a girl tells you how old she is and you, you know, take her word for it. But fuck, I mean, like I used to pretend I was so much older. I got myself into some, uh, pretty adult situations way like well before I was prepared. Oh, I told you guys this time last time where uh, the podcast where you were on, where I pretended to go that I was going to go get a condom. And then I never fucking went, went to back. that, uh-huh. yeah. went back to that room because it was the same thing. I was like, Oh shit. When it comes down to it, I don't think it's a tease thing. I think so. I'm just not ready for this. Mm-hmm. This is insane to me. I wish I, was, I had had that. Cause like, I think that's one of the reasons I became really sexually, active so young was it was like a it was a tactic for protection because it was like if I was the aggressor Uh then there's nothing you can do to me there's nothing you can take from me Mm -hmm. and so I became like really sexually aggressive you know when I was just very young like 13 or 14 and it was because of that because like you would be in a situation with a guy which was dangerous and you were like oh shit is this guy gonna hurt me and so I would just take it over the top to the point where he was like okay you're a lot Mm -hmm. you're a handful and it was like a way to be in power and in control of that situation. But, mm-hmm. but still, a lot of times those guys were a decade older than me, yeah. you know. Would you do it to turn them off or would you do it to, you would still go through with these was, things, but you were taking control of the situation. Yeah, it was just to be in, in yeah. control of the situation. No, they always were like, you know, blown away and like, I've never met anybody but like you and, you know, totally into it. I heard this uh, joke one time and I thought it was funny. Somebody I was with was offended, but this girl had a joke on stage that said, have you ever gone home and had sex with a guy who was probably going to rape you anyway? Yeah. And I was like, yes, I have many times. I've just gone through and taken control of it and made it happen. Cause I was like, I've got to get through this or this is what's supposed to happen or something. Um, it is like a little bit of a protection or like a, if I call the shots and like I can like get this done, yeah, you know what a mind fuck, yeah, yeah, what a mind. It fuck. took me years to be like, oh, that's kind of fucked up. Mm-hmm. Like that's not fun. I had a I had a really good friend who um she one time was telling me this story about how this guy they had gone they'd been dating for a little bit they hadn't had sex yet and he they were at her at her house and he said to her that he liked the fantasy of her more than he liked her as a person so she should shut her fucking mouth. So he says this terrible thing to her and then he grabbed her by the hair and like, you know, like was being really sexually aggressive with her. And 
and you know, you'd think that the story would be, she was like, get the fuck out of my apartment. And she never talked to me. And so she was like, so I took him and I fucked him so well. Like I just gave him the best sex of his life and I like ruined him. And I'm like, no, that's, you just rewarded the, you rewarded him for being a complete asshole. And it was like the first time where I realized I'm like, oh, I've done that. Where I was like, I'll show you. Yeah. <laughs> and nope, not effective. Yes. Wait, I mean, maybe this is like probably a story I've told before, but there was a guy who was like, I'm going to make you come so many times. And he had tried it for so long. So finally I was like, yeah, that sounds great. I love sexy talk. Couldn't do shit. So I sucked his dick. Like, what the fuck? I, yeah. I mean, I regret a lot behavior. of dick I sucked. Yeah. I, you got it. Yeah. We have to. I think, you know, when you were talking about the little boxes that men are in and um, you know how that's unfair. Like, because I have sons, I think a lot about that. Like my eight year old, he had, to, he'd quit ballet because he was getting teased so much <sighs> at school. And he's that like, makes me really angry. Yeah. And, oh. and I think that that stuff does affect men and it's important to have empathy for them. But I think part of, part of having that empathy is realizing how many men you've ruined with your politeness. Like I, when I look back on how many times I've sucked somebody's dick rather than telling them how shitty they were in mm-hmm. bed. Like I, I've ruined, I've made piles of garbage out of grown men to rather than just be like honest with them and just be like, you're bad at this and you're an asshole. Like I've protected men's egos a thousand, a million times. I do it all times. the time. Yeah. I do it all the time. Instead in my, of being in like, you're, life. you're shit at this and not even sexually, just, you know, in general being like, you know, some guy, some guy next to me in line will make some shitty sexist joke and I'll politely laugh mm-hmm. instead of turning around and being like, why don't you shut your fucking mouth? Yeah. And that I've, I've in the last like three months realized like what is this in my personality that's still on stage so hard ass and like don't I don't take any shit and then in the real world I'm so polite still I'm still so compliant Mm -hmm. I like I that fire sometimes you know that feeling of like because that reaction causes like like physical reactions for me it's always like like a hot feeling in my throat and sometimes I don't want I don't want to feel that. Like mm-hmm. sometimes I'd rather just kind of coast in that middle emotional ground where I'm not too angry and not too happy <laughs> yeah. either. You mm-hmm. know. And for me, I think and a lot of times as I've found balance, I don't approach people like that in my life almost ever. I don't. I, I try not to out of you know being polite. But there is a sensation in me that's that is like when I feel that fire, but then I just delete the comment or when I feel that Mm -hmm. fire and I just kind of like refocus my energy on something else. I'm like, am I going to fix this person by doing this? But I think if everybody does it, if all women are constantly giving you immediate feedback about your shitty behavior and it's more like, no, we're all keeping each other in line. uh, Then I think that's a really effective way to do it. But definitely like, you know, one woman doing it, it, you seem like a bitch, you know, like you seem like a fucking dick bag for for not rewarding the bad behavior but if, if we're all t- like holding people accountable that's just the way shit is that's just the way yeah. people relate to each other so hopefully i think it started i watched my stepdaughter who's 16 the way she deals with the men in like online and in, in life and stuff and she's in a punk band and she's just like the most amazing person but she doesn't put up with that shit the way i i did and still do and she'll even be like why did you guys why did you let that guy talk to you like that and i'm like i don't know <laughs> and that's a good point so maybe the younger generation is they'll be better at better it less, less than we are less conditioned to keep sweet yeah. they'll mm-hmm. get moms and aunts and and people like us who are already talking about it to a certain mm-hmm. extent who are already like pushing that envelope mm-hmm. forward and then they'll grow up with that little seed in there in their cute yeah little baby she hasn't brains. been conditioned to be polite in the way that like 
most of my most of my upbringing was based around being exceptionally polite to Absolutely. men. It's yeah. very southern too yeah. to do that to just be so nice to everybody. Oh my god! Fuck you the- let them touch you. You let them mm-hmm. you know do whatever the fuck they want to you. It's I, interesting. I am a little angrier. I am more apt to say something to somebody or anything, even if it doesn't involve me, even if it's none of my business. They do it to somebody else. I'm like, what the fuck is that? I will say something to any stranger, something as long as I feel safe. Mm-hmm. Um, and people, young girls at my work or something that I interact with, like girls that are 12 or more years younger than me, they are just like, what is wrong with you? Why are you so angry? Mm. But I'm just like, fuck that guy. That guy's being rude to you. He's disrespecting you. Blah, 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 blah. If he cared about you, then he would do this, this, and this, and all these other things. And they're just like, you're, you're angry. Yeah. Sometimes when they get drunk, they make fun of me and they go, Hey, I'm feminist. I'm feminist. F's fuck. We hate you. We hate like, they think I'm like a man hater, but maybe I am. Fuck it. They'll grow into it. Yeah. Yeah. I think hopefully when you're 20, you're still like, I think it took me longer, but I think I still had like the really shitty anti-feminist, um, feeling of like, if you are, if you're like compliant to men, they'll protect you. You know, like if you're a good girl and you're, you're like sweet and polite, you know, like you said, like your defense mechanism was pretending to be disabled. Mine has been being like kind of genuinely disabled in this way where I'm just always like a big smile and like, okay, thank you. You know, like totally hamstringed by my own politeness. And so like, I, I think that, you know, maybe in 10 years, they will be mad enough to stop, stop trying to look for men. Maybe we could, um, Maybe we could train a new generation. I'm not going to have a daughter to do that, but I'll help with my nieces. Yeah. That's yeah. all I can do. That's what you do. It's a cool aunt's and And, you know, I, like, that's with my sons. Yeah. Um, the well, last two yeah. weeks, I, finally, we were driving home in the car, and Calvin was like, stop talking to us about feminism, <laughs> because I have been so, like, for, like, two and a half weeks now, like, and another thing you guys need to remember about uh-huh. women is blah, 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 and they're like, okay, okay, okay. So, like, they constantly get an earful from me about, like, how to treat women and how to, you know, like the, the ways things that are acceptable. And, and so, you know, it's just as important for young men to hear that shit. I think, I think sometimes it's more important. Like if you could stop the, the cause of it, then you could really make a difference in the world. I think, I think men and women, it's almost like they're each other's kryptonite in a lot of ways. Like it's like women are, are trained to be this puzzle piece and in these ways and men are trained to be the other puzzle piece Mm -hmm. in these other ways. And I think it's, it's more, and I do think we're taking a turn as a kind of as a community to be more individualistic, to understand your preferences, to trust your gut about your preferences and to just like expose the reality of who you want to be to the world without, you know, without maybe with repercussions, but maybe acknowledging Mm -hmm. that, you are the core of yourself and you are some strong shit and that it doesn't matter what the outside influences are. Mm-hmm. You're going to like some foot shit or to be devoured <laughs> or whatever you the want. fuck you yeah. want. Yeah. Get a sleeping bag and honey, but buy it from Emma. Yeah. yeah Do you sell your honey. honey online? I'm going to put it up um, this month. I have a bunch more to process when I get home, but yeah, I'm going to put it on my website. There was a lot of people taking shots. I encouraged a lot of people. I was like, open it, <laughs> try it. And they were like know, dripping it so down cute. their face. Everybody's just eating it right there. I love it. Like, I'm hungry. Um, Emma, thank you so much for doing yeah, this the second time. Thank you for having me. This is so fun. Um, so hopefully it's a, a lifetime of a relationship with yeah, us. I think so. I'll text you forever. <laughs> um, Emma, where can people find you? Um, you can find me. My Twitter is I am a road trip. So is my Snapchat and uh, my website is Emma Arnold comedy.com. Okay, great. Everybody should buy everything she sells and like things. Just double tap. I don't know. 
what all they are. Absolutely. Thank you to Mockingbird Network. Yeah, Thank we you love you. To Alex Oriani. Thank you, Emma Arnold. Thank you, Secret Group, for bringing you into Houston. Mm-hmm. Uh, please rate and review us on iTunes. Yeah. Uh, we really need your reviews. We'd love to get local Houston podcasts on a national level. So make sure that you, if you love us, that you let everybody know. Thank you so much. Bye. Mocking Bird Network.